Hey, Kua. Hey, girl. Welcome back to a new week of Black Gym Dive In. Black Gym's Dive In yes. podcast. What episode is this? We never know. I we know. just be talking. <laughs> we just be talking. So We never know. It's the new episode. It's a new episode. A new episode. We just get excited to like come every week, just have these discussions, right. these honest, candid discussions. How so. was your week? Or how is your week going? It's Tuesday. It is it's Tuesday. great. It's been a great week. You know, we're still in the middle of Black History Month, still celebrating. Right. It's a short so, month. Shout out Black History Month, baby. <laughs> right. It's a short month. It's so we gotta month. we gotta, you know, get as much in as possible. Exactly. Absolutely. But like I always say, black history is American history, so it does not have to be just in February. True. So true that. Yeah. But so today we're excited because we have two guests. Two guests. I think this is the first time. No, this isn't the first time. I don't know. I can't Maybe remember. it's the second time. Maybe the second time, yes. But we have two, two guests. guests. Two guests. Yes. Welcome, y'all. Welcome. We're excited Welcome. to have Thanks y'all. Thanks for having us. Yes. Yes. Excited yes. to have y'all. So, quick introduction. I'm going to let y'all introduce yourselves actually first. So, I'm going to start with my babe. They're both my brothers. But my <laughs> blood brother, Derek. I'm going to let you start and introduce yourself a little bit to the people. Okay. My name is Derek Brim. Um, I'm a electrical engineer. Uh, also, you know, I have a little history playing football, which will be the topic today. Yes. Um, I played at UB, graduated UB 2014. Um, from there, I signed with the Buffalo Bills. Shout out to the hometown. Um, so played there. Um, then went back into some engineering um, for a little bit. And then I um, went on different endeavors. Uh, I went to Green Bay, played in the indoor league and arena league there. Um, different type of experience. Had some fun doing that, and then uh, came back home. Right now, I'm with National Fuel, working there in uh, their engineering department. Yes, sir. Awesome. Welcome. Welcome on the show. Welcome on the show. Thanks for coming. Then we got Adam. Yeah, other bro. So Adam (laughs) Redden. Yep. Uh, Buffalo native. Uh, Went to school, St. Francis. Played at UB with this guy here. Uh, Then took my endeavors to New Orleans for the Saints. Saskatchewan to CFL, GFL with Germany, and then uh, came home, working in the medical field, uh, doing surgeries, and then uh, now I'm here, so let's talk. Awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Come on now. Concise. Come on. Concise, I like this. but I, I love like it. And I love the journey, too. I feel right. like another podcast could talk about life mm. after sports. Oh, boy. That'd that, be a mean that one. Be a good one. What does that look like? Absolutely. You know. Shout out your book. Shout out. Hello. Oh, Hello. Shout out your book. That's another podcast. That's another podcast, <laughs> for yes, sure. Go buy the book. April. So April, April, okay. April. Official, okay. official dates are it's out. Coming so soon, coming soon. Congrats, we'll yes. congrats. Thank you. So we always we dive right in to the topic. Um, mm-hmm. We're actually going to do a hot topic first and just chat a little bit about that, and then we'll get into the conversation. Yeah. Um, y'all already know we talking about football today. Yes, talking yeah. about football. And honestly, last week's episode we started to touch on this whole concept of who is deemed qualified and the mm-hmm. privilege of being deemed qualified. And I think that honestly leads us into the conversation today. Mm-hmm. So we actually have an article um, from NPR, and it is why a 20-year effort by the NFL hasn't led to more minorities in top coaching jobs. And so y'all know we've been talking about this. I mean, it's a lot of conversation that's been happening um, in the community, but it talks about how two decades ago um, the league knew that there needed to be something done around minority coaches being head coaches um, in the NFL. So the Pittsburgh Steelers then, you know, we know it is a Rooney rule, but Dan Rooney was the team's owner and um, a trailblazer for diversity in the league. So the NFL really, they adopted this uh, policy and it basically sought to increase minority head coaches and, um, you know, minority candidates mm-hmm. to be interviewed for head coaching positions. Right. And so there's a lot of conversation happening around that now. Does it work? Is it working? Um, 
we know that there was one head coach, one black right. head coach, right. Mike Tomlin for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just recently, who was that? That we was, just said that he just said the Houston name. Texans. Texans. Just hired. Love. Yeah. Lovey Smith. Smith. Lovey Thank Smith. you, Jamil. Uh, Lovey Smith was just hired for the Houston mm-hmm. Texans. So there's two out of 30. 32 franchises. Two, yeah. Yeah. Right? Yep. 32 yep. teams. So what do y'all think about that? Want to go first? Go ahead. Of course I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, Fundamentally, there's an issue there because mm-hmm. the fact that you have to imbue a rule mm-hmm. to get African-American mm-hmm. coaches on board or even to what they say the par level is, is a problem. Mm-hmm. Fundamentally, yeah. and it uh, comes from a deeper place within just their inner matrix, who they believe that they are, with the system that they constructed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's a multi-layer problem. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the rule is even in play is an issue. It shows there's an it issue. Right, mm-hmm. the right, right. So before, you know, Belichick dropped the ball, before uh, Coach uh, Flores was fired mm-hmm. or let go, mm-hmm. there was an issue there in it beforehand. Right. Uh, stated by Colin Kaepernick, Jay-Z, mm-hmm. and um, it's, it's multi-layer. So we started off with Colin then the Jay-Z move, and then now they, they integrate, you know, diversity and equity everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a pro- problem. That's America's pro- right. problem. So, Do you think that, um, we talk about this all the time when it comes to performative work and DEI yeah, space, yeah. right? And so, obviously, you know, with Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, there was a lot of controversy around that. Then comes Jay-Z being this representative for the NFL, and what does it look like infusing DEI? But now we see that it was pretty much performative, right? And yeah. so I think people are now questioning, really, what is the pipeline from looking at coaches going into these positions? What does that pipeline look like? Mm. Does it look different for an African-American male or female versus a white male or female? What does that look like? Um, I think it definitely looks a little different. Um, just to kind of touch on some of my thoughts about the topic in general, mm. um, as far as there's a lot of when you turn on the TV, um, and this is a lot of sports in general, the NBA, um, NFL, you see a lot of people of uh, color that's playing out there. Yeah, um, and you know they're putting their bodies on the line. They're doing something that only you know one percent of people could do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, something that takes a lot of training, a lot of hard work, and you're literally beating your body up out there. Um, and the people that's calling the shots are people that doesn't exactly look like them in general and you know um in a sense of it's kind of like playing chess and you're the chess pieces out there Mm -hmm. but the person's calling all the shots Mm -hmm. um you know it's it's always the same narrative um Mm -hmm. so and and that sometimes could be a subjective thing um sometimes i think sports is more objective you win or lose Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it's not it you know the favoritism kind of uh waters itself out because these owners want to win Right. You know, their, their money's on the line. They can't have a losing right. team. So the, the best man in general is going to win the job. They're going to put the best team out there. So, right. you know, it has nothing to – you know, they may not even like – you know, it's been some owners that didn't even – you know, with the Clippers some years ago, the yeah. owners um, didn't uh-huh. even want um, right. want his girlfriend talking to the black guys. Right, right. You know, so yeah. um, they, they're just there to, hey, man, you're, you're there to win me games and that's it. Um, but from the side of uh, – from the other side, sometimes it can be subjective. Uh, you know, that, that coach may be winning because he has good players or good people around mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not putting his body on the line. Um, so I think, you know, kind of looking uh, looking forward in the pipeline, it has to be um, some more of a, a, a fair process going in, yeah. um, looking at people's resume, 
um, looking at people's character, um, seeing how they bring guys together, seeing how um, seeing how other players believe in that that coach because mm-hmm. it it could be a big thing if the players around doesn't believe in the coach. You know, they could say something and it goes one ear out the other. You know, if they know they're not a man of their word or whatever that is. So um, I think it's a really lot of. T- you're hitting on culture shift, right? Yeah. It really has to be about the culture yes. and not necessarily about what that person can do, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, to touch on what Derek said, uh, it is chess. And it's hard to play chess when they control all pieces on the chessboard, mm-hmm. even yours. Mm-hmm. So uh, essentially, you are still the pawn like in the game. Um, they just dangle the cash in front of you to see, oh, okay, how much are you willing to gauge me and then let me get away with? I think that's a great point because, Derek, you had mentioned, you know, there there are these pieces and they just need to win games. Now, let's kind of back this up a little bit because we're, you know, we didn't even really touch on the whole Brian Flores situation. Right. right? right. And so a big part of this conversation is coming because there was a suit, a lawsuit that um, a former head coach, Brian Flores of the Miami Dolphins, Dolphins, uh, came out and said, listen, something ain't right with this process, right? Right. The whole idea about this Rooney rule and having to have that representation there, allegedly, and I'm just going to say allegedly because, you know, everything is still, you know, at play right Mm -hmm. now. But Brian Flores was the head coach uh, for Miami Dolphins. I was trying to read, he he had back-to-back winning seasons in decades, right? So that was a a big thing too. They... We large, know Miami large. Dolphins, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, right? It's Bills, Bills. you know. Bills, yeah, so. We, we got to put that out there, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, we know that sure. Miami is usually right. usually a win, right? right? Um, but so, yeah, Flores, he had back-to-back wins. The season was, you know, he did a lot better. And then he came out with this uh, class action lawsuit against the NFL, mm-hmm. the Dolphins, Denver Broncos, and New York Giants because his lawsuit said – and alleges that there was discrimination um, right. in his firing and in his interviews for the head coaching jobs with the other teams. So you mentioned this whole idea of they need to win. Yeah. Right. He's also alleging that they bribed him to lose, right? Oh, they, yeah. Supposedly yes. they bribed him to lose 100 yes. k per game that he per lost a, because they wanted pick. to get a better... Um, quote, you know, unquote. quote, unquote. Quote, unquote. Yeah. Better yeah. draft mm-hmm. pick yes. and you know, yep. whole yeah. situation, right? So yeah. there was a lot to it. I think there was also another... Some star quarterback oh, at that yeah. time, yeah. who yeah. you can him. imagine who that was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there was a lot of stuff that he said, Look, I'm not doing that, right? If I lose, they're gonna fire me anyway, right? right? Yeah. So, yeah. so I think that also brings up a different point. You're supposed to be winning, but allegedly he's being bribed to lose. Exactly. So, it goes back to the premise of the chess pieces, right? Being, well, right, being, being controlled, and 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 it's a tough and sticky situation because he. He just let the cat out of the bag. You know what I mean? So right. that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Like and it's and it's and it's very touchy. But the thing is, is that no one wants to relinquish power. Okay. It's true. Yeah. So we talk about so, power and privilege all the time. So what you do when you want to take away someone's power is you limit their representation. Mm, we all yeah, know that. Yeah. It's Black History Month. People that didn't have the right to vote just a hundred years ago. Women. Less than. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. African Americans, the uh mm-hmm. three fourths rule. Right. So when you limit the representation, people don't have a say, don't right. and don't have a voice within this space. Yeah. Without that voice, without right. this say, um, how much c- can you really make grounds wise? Right. right. Think about that. Yeah, that's true. I, I think that uh speaks a lot on the integrity of the Miami Dolphins owner. Mm-hmm. Um in general. You're 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 trying to make a move, but you're trying to put it on somebody else. 
you know, True. you can't even own your own move. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to say, hey, man, and w- at the end of the day, if he started losing those games on purpose, what's 100K to the owner? He's a billionaire. Right. You right. know, oh, <laughs> you know that's, so um, at the end of the day, you know, what are we really talking? He's trying mm-hmm. to, you know, put, you know, these losses on him when at the end of the day, you're the one that's trying to lose games. Um, right. So at the end of the day, Flores, you know, he wasn't going to uh, sacrifice his mm-hmm. integrity for that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to. You know, you have to own up to that. You know, so it's it's not bad that he exposed that. And um, to really touch on, he did some incredible things at the end of the mm-hmm, season. Mm-hmm. You know, not a lot of coaches um, in a any professional league can win in the second half, you know, majority of their games. Yeah, he mm-hmm. lost a lot of their first games. If you look at their roster, um, half their roster is like on injury reserve. So mm-hmm. yeah, these yep. guys are getting injured. His top players getting hurt. You know, and I think uh, one thing that kind of bad hand. Yep, and I yeah. think one yep. thing that kind of shows how good a coach is is how how is that coach going to deal with adversity? How is he still going to lead the team? How is he going to mm-hmm. bring their morale up? Um, and he won about seven or eight out of the last eight or nine games. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, then let's talk about yeah. the fact that not only did he give up his job, he gave up yeah. his job, his his livelihood yeah. to yeah. pay his yeah. to feed his kids yeah. to right. pay his bills yeah. to make a stand. And I'm telling you now, there'll be about three people within the last decade or two that won't be forgotten. Right. Obviously, Tom Brady, but let's talk about Colin. Let's talk yeah. about mm-hmm. Coach mm-hmm. Flores, no, right. who 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 sacrificed because not many people would. And that's a great that's point, a point yeah. you know, because it is a sacrifice. And I mean, Colin Kaepernick did the same thing, right? Yeah. So it's interesting. We're we're in this this dynamic, right, where yeah. there's a lot of different things at play. Mm-hmm. We know the country that we live in. There's a lot right. of history we talk about all the time. Um, but it does take these people to pioneer. You think about our, our civil rights. Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're talking about Black History Month. Yeah. So many sacrifices that had to be made in order for the larger uh, collective to really right. benefit from it. And so right. you're seeing Kaepernick do that. Um, now Brian Flores is doing that. Will he get another coaching job? After know. doing, you know, after putting this out there, it's I don't tough know. Tough to know. Right. No. Yeah. You know, like I don't see that happening. Yeah. And and, yeah. and and it's crazy the fact that you have to be palatable for for you to maintain a job. Yeah, exactly. That's tough. That's a good topic too. Yeah. That's another yeah. topic. Oh, right? Yeah. You, know, you may have being to be palatable. Hey, look, being call, palatable. Call me up. <laughs> I'm free. <laughs> but you know, even now, um, you know, there's a lot of organizations, national organizations like the National Urban League, mm. NAACP. They've had these conversations with the NFL in the past couple of weeks about, hey, we really need to tackle this rule. Hmm. What does it look like? Right. But many people are saying it's not the rule. It's the people. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it goes back to what you're all saying. Right. You can change a rule. You can manipulate the rule. You can get rid of the rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's the people who are in power. Yes. Who have the privilege to play the games like you talked about. Right. So. Where do you go from here, right? We talk about all the time about hiring diverse talent. What mm-hmm. does it look like? We don't really touch about it within the sports realm, but what does it look like when you're hiring for that diverse talent agnostic of a rule? This can go e- either way here. So I agree with Jay-Z, the time to act is now. Okay, so we kneeled. Got it. Um, after the kneeling, then we sacrifice jobs by you know going forward with lawsuits. Well, at some point, like we have to have the sit down. And then we have to talk about the rule. We have to talk about, okay, what makes someone qualified here? That's the question. But that's a real question, though. What makes someone qualified for real? Because a lot of, um, you know, you talk about, I think there's, what, four teams that were hiring for head coaches Mm -hmm. this past year. Right. Mm -hmm. 
what makes someone qualified? I know some people were getting interviews just on the base of being friends with certain people. Exactly. I think that was what uh, was that Josh McCown or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah yep. um, for the Texans, and and obviously he didn't get that job. Yes. Um, but I think that's a great question because you're seeing a lot of people who there's assistant head coaches that are black. Yes. There's offensive coordinators, yeah. defensive coordinators that are black. When you look at the league, and y'all talked about this before a large percentage of the players have been black. So mm -hmm. what other... For many years. For many years. Yes. So what so, other qualifications do you truly need in order right. to lead, you know, leadership skills, of course, you need all this stuff, but who, it just, you know... Who better than the players who actually played the game to be the coaches? Exactly. And I was going to say that, too. I was going to yeah. say that you don't... It's rare that you see coach or you rare that you see the players become coaches. Yeah. Right? So, so yeah. why is that? So why is, is that? Well, then it... it it goes back to the layers again. So for us to tackle this, like we have to attack and attack you. Okay, so what is the standard? What is the so-called protocol or the guidelines to say someone is, is qualified? Then you have to go to the next thing, resolving the issue, mm -hmm. which comes by back to the mindset, the culture behind the culture that yeah. is controlling it. Mm -hmm. you, you have to strip them a way of, okay, there's a lot of owners here that, 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 that may share right. the same belief. That's, that's not doing much here. Right. They're just sitting back, casually okay well let that play out well who is gonna make the stance say hey look i agree with you know flores here even as who's as a white make, coach who's, who's gonna say that yes. right you know right right yeah a lot a lot of these guys they're trying to you know protect their relationships with someone else right. and this and that and it may be people like you said that have a certain opinion on it but they don't want to speak up right. oh yeah because uh they, they're gonna go against the grain and mess up whatever they have going on and like you said a lot of players um these guys on the field, they studied the game for years. Mm -hmm. Of course yeah. they would know. Um, but sometimes these guys, you know, they, 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 they dump them off. They may go to college first or this and that where they could, you know, easily go into a position. Right. You know, it's a lot of people mm -hmm. that actually is qualified, um, but it goes up to that opinionated thing. It's like, uh, like I said before, player, you put players on the field, it's wins or losses. You yeah. know, it's simple. Yeah. So you know, uh, uh, up to the point, it's a lot of people that's qualified, yeah. but now it's it's opinionated because they, they, at the end of the day, they're still not playing the game. You right. know, they they, they they still have the same team, but they're not playing the game. So, um, I, yeah, I think that's a, you know, it's controversial. Right. And you look at, like, so in this NPR article that we keep referring to, right, you look at um, NFL versus the NBA, right? And they talk mm. about how it's two different cultures. So just oh, yeah. some, some quick statistics. <clears throat> Um, they have said in both leagues, so both the NFL and NBA, it's about 70% players who are black. Mm -hmm. But the NFL's one African-American head coach, and this is earlier this month, mm -hmm. of course, um, represents barely 3% of those top slots. The NBA this season has 13 black head coaches spread among 30 teams, or 43%, right? Mm. So people say, well, how is that possible? Here they, they go back to David Stern, who's the NBA commissioner, mm. right? And he set that culture, and he realized that it needed to shift. So in 2014, when we know all that stuff was going on with the Clippers coach yes. yeah. and all that, yes, he yes. realized that it needed to be a culture shift, right? And so David Stern was very, as it says here, very aggressive by letting owners know mm. that, the thought my, uh, that he thought minority leadership in the league was very important. And so they talk about it didn't happen overnight. They talk about different rela relationships between the owners and players, okay. which is really important here. Um, and they really focus on, again, that cultural shift, mm -hmm. right? Yes. So they really look at the NBA, NFL, two big sports, obviously, but what is the main difference? And they keep talking about that culture in that relationship between I, owners that's and That's a great point. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's you bring up a good point because I think um, – 
one difference you have between the NBA and the NFL, let's say you take, you know, someone who's quote unquote the best player in the NFL, mm-hmm. you could take them to some team, the worst team, that team may not change around. If it's the same roster, mm-hmm. same coach, it may not change around that much in a year. If you take, you know, um, if you take uh, anybody, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, any of the top three, you know, mm-hmm. NBA guys and put them on a, you know, quote unquote, a team that wasn't so well, that whole team's going to change around the year. You know, just even Pivotal. like when LeBron yeah. James, you know, everyone didn't like the move. I didn't like it, you know, but he went to yeah. Miami. That changed their whole franchise, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and he even went toe-to-toe with the owner. He said, listen, the owner was going to deal me. I, you know, I wasn't going to wait for that. I'm going right. to decide my own destiny. Um, and, and it's different with the NBA. The, you know, in basketball, it's less players on the court. Yep. That's A true. guy plays, you know, both sides of the ball. He's mm-hmm. always on the field versus on football. He plays one-third of the field. He's not mm-hmm. playing special teams or Defense, you may just play offense. Um, you have a little more control of what's going on. And your face is always, you know, yeah. always being shown. Yeah. You know, football, you have a helmet on. Your face is always being shown. You're always in the, the spotlight. So it's it's hard for people that's watching the game to ignore mm-hmm. that. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. So there's uh, two points. First being what Derek said. Yeah, um, representation, like, is key. But it's easier to penetrate when the field is, is, is more, you know, Close settings. All right, sure, sure. So there's 12 players of 15 tops on a basketball yeah, team. Yeah. You have more of an influence. Plus, you score a lot more. The The dynamics are are different. Each player has their own autonomous relationship to actually apply pre- pressure to make this team good. Mm-hmm. NFL now being a lot of guys have, have to work hand-in-hand and make this work. Without a, a center, the ball don't get snapped. While the Q, QB, wide receivers don't touch the ball. So there's a lot of... You know, drops mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. in the dynamics. Second, um, the M- M- NBA, the whole culture shift came from the guys behind the culture. They said, "Look, we yeah. we have to back it for and then for this change to to happen, we have to implement it. We have to stand by it. We have to represent it. Mm-hmm. We have to make the change." In the NFL, that's not the same. Sure. Yeah. For example, um, the owner of the Cowboys, uh, Jerry Jones, mm-hmm. he said, "Man, if any of my um." players knew they're off the team yeah, yeah why didn't everyone knew because you know they had a i feel like that was a perfect time for them to make a stand was like the entire organization should have don't work we don't work for you and take orders so like you can't fire all of us like we like we're the team mm-hmm. like you don't think you're above the team and right. we're just all replaceable you you know right. so i think that was a point where they you know some you see some teams they supported other teams you know guys are scared like you know and it's and i feel like it was perfect job for people who are superstars and things right. like that who could, you know, take a stand because what too many people do? like fire, in bed. Fire all your top people, it's not going to happen. Too, too many That's people like point. in bed with, with other people. Yeah. A lot of mo- money, a lot of livelihoods, a lot of backdoor deals being made, and you don't want to brush shoulders with the wrong folks. I, and then I can see that. Moral to the story is the culture has to be supported by the people who are actually in power. Owners, right. GMs, see yeah. uh, yeah. uh, OCs, uh, defense of coordinators, and then this needs to come from a culture as a whole. Everyone needs to be on board with this. Right. And I think and I think to that point, as we start to wrap up here as well, I think to that point, though, that is a difference, another difference between NFL and NBA. Last year, or I say last year, we're in 2022, but in 2020, 
right? I remember right after, I don't know if I remember if it was Ahmaud Arbery or George Floyd. I think it was right mm. after George Floyd. Yes. Where literally it was a game supposed <laughs> to be played. Yeah. And everyone was like, mm, yeah. nope, we're yeah. not the playing Clippers, right? the game. Yeah. The Clippers, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep, the Clippers yeah. started and literally every single person, including the coaches, were like, okay, so what are we we're go on from board here? with it? Yeah. yeah. And guess what? The NBA follows suit. Uh, baseball followed suit. Yeah. Everything stopped. Yes. Right? Everything stopped. Yep. And so I think that was the difference because the NBA, they led that charge right. for that with that one game. They did. The one game. They and that did. changed so many things moving forward. I think to your point, I mean, you you talked about this this culture, right? But like you have the largest basketball player like the stars lebron james is very vocal yeah you know what yes. i mean he came out with what was the shut up and dribble comment that mm -hmm. someone told him to yep. do but you know they've been very vocal and consistent in yes. terms of that message right yes. you see it in terms of how they come out you know the clothes that they're wearing i can't breathe um, and now you know the nfl has their little sayings on their you helmets, know, their helmets the, and yeah, things the like that. Shirts, but right. yeah, the yeah. culture does not support that. So I think right. that's a really great point in terms of the difference between the two. Um, you know, I don't know what's going to take the change. No. I'm very interested in looking at how this plays out. Um, but, you know, yeah. we had an NFL halftime show during the Super Bowl that was magical. Was, it <laughs> magical. was magical. Legendary, people people come out and said, OK, <laughs> well, all this stuff has been happening. But now we got this hip hop. You know, halftime yeah. show, so we forget about everything. Right. Um, you know, we'd be having. It's going back to the performance, and we'll right, just, right. You know, see where that goes. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So Eminem did kneel during. He you did know, kneel. I appreciate that. Uh, Good. His performance. They told him not to, and he did. Anyways. Yeah, look, you can't be uh, mediated the whole time. This yeah. needs to be unedited. Needs to be raw. Needs to be shown. It needs to be represented, and it has to happen all the time because yeah. you got to think about it. You have to erase a lot of layers for a lot of years of this. A lot yeah, of it. Yeah. systemic. Yes. It is. Yes. Very systemic. And systems are hard to change. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know? mm -hmm. So. I love this conversation. Right? And it's I love the fact more. that you guys came on and I appreciate you guys for sure. Thanks for um, having us. So, but before we wrap up two things, Gym of the Day, and then drop your socials and, and what you do How now. How people can find you. Yes. Okay. Uh, my Gym of the Day. Uh, I, I think this applies for anything in life. Um, even the topic that we are talking about. And um, I know you just may have mentioned it too, um, mm -hmm. that be consistent. Mm -hmm. So and anything that you want to happen, change or anything, it has to be consistent. Um, people hated Martin Luther King. Like he was the most hated man True. on the earth. He was mm -hmm. consistent with what he was doing. True. Now, you know, people, you know, we have a day from when you look back and it's now, mm -hmm. but he was consistent. You know, he was consistent with his message, um, consistent with his vision um, and the fight that he fought that, we're still fighting today, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so we talk about certain things, changes that need to be made. Um, it has to be consistency. It can't, it can't just be, hey, uh, you know, this happened and um, everyone just turn their head and forget about it. It has mm -hmm. to be consistent. It has yeah. to be consistent steps working to get things to change. And once they change, it has to be consistent to, to keep certain things mm -hmm. in there, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right. So, And to follow up with that, I'll have a quote from Frederick Douglass since it's Black History Month. <laughs> Come on now. So um, <laughs> it says, liberty is meaningless where the right to utter one's thoughts and opinions have ceased to exist. Hmm. So I say to folks, don't miss your moment. If you have a chance to, to make this space yours, make it yours. Hmm. Never just succumb to the frame that they placed. Always make your moment because then, like Coach Flores, you'll make changes even years from now. 
So why not take it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely love it. Awesome. So where can we find you guys on social media? If we want, if you want, if you want to, if you want to. No pressure. <laughs> Shout out on the IG official <laughs> next generation. Uh, come support the not for profit. Yeah, we do a lot for the community. Yeah, real quick. You got to tell us about it. Oh, I mean, look, I, I got all night for this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 30 so, seconds. Right. right look, so not for pro- profit. We uh, help out inner city schools, uh, folks in need. It, it doesn't matter uh, race, creed. And uh, we have drives. We have things going on as far as the kids back and in backpack giveaways. Oh, nice. Uh, look us up. We got a Facebook Officially uh, Next Generation Hit me up We're always here What was the IG? Uh, officially Next oh, Generation Oh officially Next Generation <laughs> yeah. okay, okay Both of them Alright yeah. Awesome uh, I have DBU on the net Derek Brum University um, I train a lot of the defensive backs around here um, Mentor these guys uh, Coach them up um, Help them get off to college And um, just uh, you know, Well like seven kids now? Scholarships? Several of them? Yeah several several kids with some scholarships yeah. Okay you know, they My boy doing his thing They put in the work I just try to lead them yeah, you know, look, he doing his thing Sometimes out here. I'm the person behind the camera too. Absolutely. Okay, uh-huh. sis. Nice. You know, okay, sis. Support. Okay. Shout out, oh, shout Always. Out, sis. Yep. Right. Yeah. Well, thank y'all both for coming on. We appreciate y'all. Thanks yeah. for Keep us. doing your thing. Yeah. We're gonna um, look y'all up and support y'all too. Yeah. So thank you. Always. Thank you. Another God bless. Episode. Never episode. We'll hey. see y'all next week. Next Peace. week. Peace.